And I'm Emily. And you're listening to A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder, a true crime podcast with an element of baking. And what are we doing this week? So this week, um, we are covering the real Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh, that soundtrack, by the way. So good. So good. Like, I could I could exercise to that soundtrack. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um I watched I'm I will confess after doing all of this research on pirates, I did watch the first two last night. <laughs> I considered it also research because I wanted to see how much overlapped with real life, you know, minus the ghost pirates and things, but mm-hmm. and a lot did. So Really? Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, is there actually an island called Tortuga? So there is, but it it wasn't called Tortuga in real life. But we'll oh. get to it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so what's what's the uh, bake? Of course, food. We have to do um, a drink. Yeah. And I was thinking um, a rum drink. Why is the rum always gone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you like that? Iconic. <laughs> Yeah. Sound like Captain Jack Sparrow? You sound just like him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I was thinking of my tie. Um, so that is three shots of pineapple juice, two shots of orange juice, and um, one shot of spiced rum, and then another shot of coconut flavored rum mm. with a little dash of some grenadine. And you got yourself a Mai Tai. Yum. Sip that on the beach at home while you listen to this. Yeah, honestly, on your back porch. I feel like a Mai Tai is appropriate to get you in the mood for it. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have paused there. Is <laughs> appropriate to get you in the mood for like hot weather for summer or to like enjoy during the summer so it's appropriate any time of the year yes agreed yeah so I'm really I'm really excited let's get started okay so I have a lot so hopefully we this is one episode but maybe two I don't know (laughs) I'll go as fast as possible but okay so the golden age of piracy started in 1715 And it started with a war between England and Spain, which was the War of Spanish Succession. Um, And that war lasted 12 years. And it was mostly about this alliance that controlled trade routes in through the oceans to South America, where Spain was mining for like silver and gold and all of that. And all of their silver traveled through the Caribbean to Europe. Caribbean. I'm probably going to switch off between those pronunciations this whole time. Um, I'm just interrupt. Whenever I say Pirates of the Caribbean, I say Caribbean, but then in any other context, I always say Caribbean. Me too! Except for just then, <laughs> but me too! I don't know why. I. It just sounds weird saying when you're saying Pirates of the Caribbean I always say Caribbean you know I say Caribbean 
just not right. <laughs> so weird. Okay. Um, so Spain wanted England out of the Caribbean. Um, England could not fund for their navy and their army to sail to the Caribbean. So the English crown employed pirates to fight the war for them. And they were called privateers. Um, Cause you know, the crown was like, well, you can't be called pirates cause that sounds bad. So you're privateers now. Yes. So England actually employed 1,622 ships captained by pirates to rob the Spanish fleets for them. So Are you kidding me? The origin of pirates was they worked for the English crown robbing Spanish ships. So I found that surpri- surprising. Did not know that. That is nuts. Like, I thought that pirates worked for no one. I thought they worked for the sea. Yeah. Davy Jones. Yeah. Andrew Ray and Davy Jones Locker. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so England... It was a really good deal for them because they could ruin Spain, their enemy, without losing any of their men. And the pirates got rich off of treasures. They were like allowed to keep everything that they robbed from the Spanish because it was just helping England win the war. So it was a good deal for them. Win-win. Yes. Um, But for the Spanish. Yeah. Boo for the Spanish. (laughs) So England won the war, um, but the crown is now broke, and King George I ordered all of the pirates to cease robbing because they're like, okay, the war's over. We are at peace now. We won, Um, which means there's massive unemployment for privateers and sailors now. People who had just spent 12 years fighting, sailing, and stealing. That's basically all they know. And they're like, oh, what do we do now? Um, And Port Royal, Jamaica, is kind of, it's like one of the biggest um, ports in the Caribbean, which is actually where in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, um, Elizabeth Swan's father is the governor of Port Royal, Jamaica, in the movies. I didn't realize that was Jamaica. Yes, it was. Very interesting. I don't think I really paid attention to that either until I was like looking for it last night when I was watching them. So I recognize, so I recognize the word, the um, name Port Royal mm-hmm. from the movie. I get, and I know that last time I watched it, I was trying to think if it was like a real place. I mean, I could have looked yeah. it up. But I didn't realize it was actually a real place. And yeah. I was I was thinking, I guess, like, it was English-owned at the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, it so, was. So that's why they all had English accents? <laughs> yes. It was okay. run by the crown. Of, okay, that makes sense. Of England. So, right. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But that's crazy that's, that it was actually Jamaica. Right. Um, so... Benjamin Hornigold and Henry Jennings are two of these unemployed privateers now. Um, Benjamin Hornigold was a captain of ships, but he was still very loyal to the crown. Um, And Henry Jennings was his rival. 
Jennings was from a very wealthy family in Bermuda, and they owned an estate in Jamaica as well. And he is going to be like our villain of the story. He, well, one of them, because there are a couple. Uh, he was known to be very, very cruel to prisoners that he took on his ship. And he saw Benjamin Hornigold as like beneath him because Hornigold was like a merchant sailor, not from like some wealthy family. And Jennings believed in using like torture and fear to keep people in line. So he was like a pretty scary dude. You didn't want to run into him. Um, so all of these people decide, you know what? The war's over. What are we going to do? We're going to keep doing what pirates do, but it's no longer legal because it was totally legal. So this is when England sort of takes the turn against the pirates. Um, you know, I feel like that's kind of hypocritical. I mean, I know that like now they took a turn, like they, they're going against England. Yeah. But also you were the ones that gave them these tools and told them to go off and do it. Right. And just, then just abandoned them. Exactly. I mean, what did you expect? They're like, it's like either eat or do what we eat or go hungry. Right. You got two choices, you know? So right. Benjamin Hornigold decides to take a crew to Nassau in the Bahamas to strike back at Spanish ships because he's still loyal to his home country, England. So he said, we're not going to rob English ships. We're going to just strike at all the Spanish ones so we can keep doing what we're doing, but, you know, not be traitors completely. Um, and Nassau becomes a pirate port, which is what it's like the equivalent of Tortuga in the movies oh and then they even talk about nassau in the movie um in pirates of the caribbean the movie elizabeth really? yeah elizabeth brings it up to jack and she's like you're the one who you're this pirate i read about who sacked nassau in a day and like ruled it or whatever and i was like oh my god so they actually mention the real pirate wow. port in the movie oh that's um interesting so where am I so the governor of Jamaica allows Jennings Henry Jennings to command a fleet to defend um, the port but he's not allowed to attack them because the king has ordered peace so it's this weird thing like you're there to like look threatening but you can't actually attack them but Benjamin Hornigold can. So he starts doing that and getting rich. And Henry Jennings is like, well, this is my rival. And he's out here getting rich. Like, what can I do? And he starts thinking of plans. And this, I'm sorry. Okay. This kind of jumps all over the place and has a lot of names. Because I was like following what the research was giving me. But yeah. Stay with me. Um, I'm following. Okay. So back in Cape Cod, so a young man named Sam Bellamy starts his pirating career. Um, and he is like our Will Turner character. 
Um, he's an unemployed sailor and he has just met Mary Hallett, the love of his life. And he wants to marry her, but has no money. So he said, how can I make money fast? I'm going to become a pirate. I have no honey money. Wait, Wait. (laughs) I have no honey money. (laughs) (laughs) No money, honey. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you were close. (laughs) So, um, Paul's grave Williams is another man employs Sam to be his skipper. And that's how their relationship starts. Um, Because Williams has the money to fund for ships, but he needs an expert captain, which is Sam. And Sam becomes quite famous, um, as we'll see. So July 23rd, 1715, the most valuable ship in history leaves from Havana or Havana. I don't know. How do people say that? Havana. Havana. Okay. So it leaves towards Spain carrying silver and gold mined from South America. And it's carrying hundreds of millions of dollars in this ship. And the fleet goes straight into the eye of a storm, like 40, 50 feet waves. Terrifying. And the ships are destroyed and a thousand men drown and the treasure is lost just outside of what is now Vero Beach, Florida. So, yeah. And I wonder sometimes I'm like, are the wreckage, is the wreckage still there? You know, like, would you find, I mean, there, I know there are ships at the bottom of the ocean, but yeah, you know, like, do you I, mean, like, of this specific wreck? Yeah. I bet it is. I bet there's, like, there's dive teams that go down, but I bet that, like, now all the treasure that once was there is now taken Yeah, out. like, that's but, probably gone, but, like... I mean, the thing is, um, ships then become, like, homes for wildlife. Yeah, that's so, true. And they, and they leave them there. I mean, like, what are they going to do? helicopter it out it's massive they really can't yeah pull that out once it's in there so I think I'm pretty sure that like most ships that have been down are now just like sitting around the ocean and people can sometimes depending on how deep it is dive down and see them yeah that's so scary pictures okay pictures of the Titanic like sunk they scare me I can't even because you know I'm afraid of deep water I can't even look at most of those pictures because they look so scary like just of the ship itself they are so creepy no I I totally agree like and it almost just looks like it's in it's like in a standstill so dark yeah and then like stuff is growing on everything it's so creepy it's so scary I um yeah no I think that that's probably like I, like I'm not even afraid of deep water mm-hmm. but I I do, would not like to be underwater inside of something no like no diving into a ship Mm-mm. that's no so way. scary like people who do that and they're like oh I'm hunting for sunken ships and like why 
that's terrifying. I never want to see that in my life. <laughs> I never want to be like being so far down in in the ocean yeah. inside of a ship dark like what if your flashlight goes out what if yeah, you go- you don't know oh. uh no <laughs> uh. it's not for me <laughs> not, not for me no thank you i'm fine pass so now that the ship is sunk everybody knows about it and it's really just who's going to get to this treasure first to try and salvage it um and Benjamin Hornigold is nearby and he's actually the first one to arrive at the wreckage and get rich off of it. He gets very rich. Um, and now Governor Hamilton back in, where are we? Jamaica. Um, he's like, you know what? This, this isn't fair. I want the money. So now he's telling Henry Jennings, you know what? Go, go get it even though it's against the king and the crown and the law, he said, you know what you're going to do? You're going to go in the guise of stopping pirates. So you're going to say you're going to get the money from the pirates. You're not like scavenging because that's beneath you. So it's kind of clever little ruse. Sneaky sneaks. Yeah. But Jennings has no luck finding the wreck and he's getting more and more frustrated. Um, So he starts a partnership with this man named Charles Vane. And he is a very just, he's known as very vicious, like this brutal monster who like enjoyed pain and torture. Just the worst, you know? Sounds like Jennings. Yeah. So the two of them are terrible people. And they managed to torture out of some captured Spanish men where um, the treasure is being kept. Because the Spanish did manage to salvage some of it, and they're keeping it on an island. So um, Jennings goes to this island and steals all of the treasure against even the governor's orders. Yeah, so Jennings in vain stole this treasure against the king and the governor's orders. They leave with 80,000 pounds of treasure, which is like, I don't know how much money in today's standards, but probably a lot. And this is starting a risk of reigniting war between Spain and England. Because they were on Spanish land, Spanish territory, Mm -hmm. and were working for, you know, the government. So this is not a good look for the governor or Jennings. And now they are on their way of becoming wanted men for being greedy and wanting money. Jennings decides to go to Nassau to rub it in Benjamin Hornigold's face. Like, look how much money I got. Um, but Hornigold is doing just fine because he was obviously the first one there which oh, yeah. Jennings doesn't know yeah <laughs> and um, he had just hired uh, a young man to come on his crew and that man's name is Edward Thatch he was from Jamaica 
and he had been given his inher- or he had given away his inheritance to family members. So basically, he had a lot. Of, he had decent money, and was very well educated. But was like, I'm gonna become a pirate, and mm-hmm. Thatch wanted to learn from Hornigold and be his apprentice, and that's exactly what he became. And wow. he's later going to become known as Blackbeard, famous Blackbeard. <gasps> No so, yes, way. Blackbeard was a real person, everybody. Yeah. No way. And that guy becomes Blackbeard. This yeah. guy that like, whoa. Yeah. So um what ends up happening when Jennings gets to Nassau, he sees that basically everyone is pretty loyal to Benjamin Hornigold because he started Nassau. He is running this pirate republic, basically. Um, so he couldn't stay there long, but you know, he said, you know what, I'm gonna go out with a bang. And in the middle of the night, he steals Hornigold's ship and Whoa. runs away. So the feud is getting stronger because I mean, amongst pirates, you steal someone's ship, that's not okay. Um, but Hornigold decides you know what, I'm not going to pursue him right now. I've got to build Nassau. Pretty, It's becoming a booming and successful pirate town. It existed like outside of the law. It was for rogues, adventurers, pirates, oh. basically. Like, that was how it was. Yeah. Um, um, wait, question. Yes. So, you're telling me that this guy saw um, Jennings sailing away with his boat. Yep. And he just says, ah, whatever. I got enough money. I'm good. Kind of, yeah. He's wow. like, I'll, I'll bide my time. You know, one of those. <laughs> I just picture Jennings like, ha, 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 I got him. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, <laughs> like, wait, why isn't he following me? <laughs> like, so- what's going on they don't care (laughs) yeah oh oh jennings (laughs) um uh, so nasa is attracting people from all over who just want to become this new person like you could show up at nasa and just become a new person like whoever you want it to be you know so that was appealing to a young lady named anne bonnie and she was just 16 when she showed up in Nassau from Ireland. Oh. Um, her father was a lawyer in Cork and her mother was the maid. So she was an illegitimate child. And Uh-oh. growing up, her father disguised her as a boy who was an apprentice at his, like, I don't know, apprentice to be a lawyer, you know, at his firm. So she moved from town to town a lot after that. And she also had this reputation as a very fierce woman. She moved from man to man as well, Um, which is weird because, and she was married also, 16 years old. Whoa. Married. Um, And her husband, James, wanted to become a pirate. Um, but funnily enough, 
he never really became one, but she did. <laughs> um, so good for her, you know, we'll talk about her more, but, <laughs> um, so anyway, Jennings comes back and he's feeling on top of the world, he stole a ship, got some money, but then he finds out when he returns, um, oh, I, there is an arrest warrant out for him and for Lord Hamilton for oh, big surprise. directly disobeying the king's orders under the name, like you're sailing with the English flag. Not cool. So mm-hmm. he had openly attacked the Spanish and their reputations are destroyed. And Jennings heads back out to sea and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to run away and sail off. <laughs> Um, he's like, things will, things will calm down. I'll be fine. Um, so he's going to wait that out. (laughs) So on April 3rd, 1716. So Mary, the girl he's in love with is kicked out of her home because she's pregnant (gasps) and he has already left for sea. So he doesn't know this fact. Um, but she just has to wait for him to send her money and thankfully he does uh get quite rich because uh he becomes known as black sam bellamy and he's called that for his like gorgeous raven hair oh um and he robbed english merchant ships and he was kind of known as the robin hood of the sea he gave his money to the poor that he sold or stole. Um, and people really, really liked him for that. Uh, well, yeah, I'd like someone that was giving me money too. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but not only that, but Sam was a captain who treated everyone fairly and really respected everybody. And um, he didn't believe in torture or punishment so of course you want a good captain like that you know you don't want someone like Jennings right um (laughs) Jennings (laughs) and funnily enough Jennings as he's fleeing England runs into Sam and his crew um but they quickly sail away and escape um But Jennings then sees a French merchant ship with gold. So being the greedy man that he is, he said, you know what? The French and England are not at war at all, but, you know, I'm going to steal from them anyway. He just wants money. So Bellamy is watching this whole thing from afar. He sees Jennings. Um... And he, he's like, you know what? I see an opportunity here. Um, so Bellamy meets up with Jennings and says, hey, I'll take that French ship for you. And we'll just split the profits from that. So Bellamy and his crew strip naked, sling <laughs> guns over themselves just to like when they show up on this ship just look like really bizarre and frightening and like (laughs) mess with their heads like what are these naked men doing all over the place so can you imagine uh strategy (laughs) right that 
that should have been a scene in Pirates of the Caribbean. Should have. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so it actually worked, though. They were so bewildered and, like, surprised. They had no idea what was going on. And they got the entire crew to surrender from this. <laughs> so, what um, a tactic. I know. So the um, first guy to say, okay, let's all get naked. <laughs> like, they don't be like, be like, all right. Huh? And Billy. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a! I'm so glad that wasn't lost to history. What a great story, right? Honestly, um, <laughs> so funny. So from there, after Sam and his crew took the ship, Jennings then gets on with his crew and takes over from there. And he and Charles Vane torture the French captain to tell them where the rest of the um the gold is because they found like a ledger on the ship that there was more money but it wasn't there um there, it was on a second ship called the marianne that was 30 miles north oh um but sam and his crew are just appalled by charles vane and jennings methods and they decide you know what let's go take this second ship for ourselves we're gonna dip out and go get that money before you do and we're not gonna have anything to do with you anymore because sam wasn't about that like torture thing so standing there naked like watching this judging him literally get just yeah i don't know why just so weird (laughs) maybe he got dressed by that point hopefully i don't know um but it's so interesting how fate works out. Benjamin Hornigold had gotten to that second French ship first. He always seems to get there first. So Bellamy teams up with Hornigold now. And he said, you know what? You're, you're my hero. You inspired me to become a, pa- a, cap- a pirate. Yeah, that was his apprentice, right? Um, or- no, they just heard of each other. They had never oh, met okay. at this point. Um, so Benjamin Hornigold's ship distracts Jennings. And of course, Jennings sees his rival and he takes off after him. And then that's when Bellamy goes back and steals the first French ship from him. (laughs) So they end up with both of them in the end. And Jennings is just not having a good day because Jennings really needs to get together. Seriously. So he's Jennings is now a wanted pirate with an execution looming, um, especially because of this little blunder with the French. Um, so he has nowhere to go but to Nassau because now they are pirates who oh my gosh. have nowhere else to go. And he finds himself under basically Hornigold, his rival's rule, because Hornigold is like, in charge at Nassau. Um, so not great for him all around. And Hornigold has implemented the articles, which are rules for the pirates to follow, which is basically like in the movies, it would be like the code that they talk of, the pirate's code. Oh, yeah. Um, so those rules declare that each man gets an equal share with only a small bonus for the captains. Everyone gets a fair and equal vote, collective decision-making, 
and that Nassau was going to be run as a democracy. And on a ship, no sailor can be punished for anything without an equal vote from all the crew. And even the captain can be voted off of the ship if he treats his crew unfairly and a new leader can be appointed by the crew. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of a revolutionary kind of leadership for the time. This was decades before the American revolution and everything. So this little pirate Republic was kind of revolutionary in their ideas about that. It is interesting how, you know pirates they're literally going on ships stealing from other people obviously hurting other people yeah um but then they still create this code where they essentially are like okay be a good person and (laughs) you'll like like if if you're nice to everyone then you can continue doing what you're doing like yeah I don't know it's not it's interesting like he leads a democracy it's really it is really interesting it's like, a it's that like kind of compartmentalizing in your brain like what is okay and what's not morally right. to you you know right yeah, yeah. their morals are definitely still messed up but they yeah. have more of a moral code than I thought <laughs> yeah um especially uh Sam Bellamy there he has there are no records of him or his crew ever killing anybody on any ship that they ever raided they really believed in offering people like join my crew you'll be given a fair wage we just want this money and most people you know they don't want to die or anything so they're like okay sure so yeah yeah um so but unfortunately for Benjamin Hornigold, his rule on the island, while everybody still loves him, he, refu- he still refuses to attack English ships out of loyalty to the British because he's from England. He still doesn't want to do that. But Sam doesn't really care at this point. He said, the new king is German and doesn't even speak English that well. So, you know, I don't really feel any loyalty towards them. So, and the men are starting to be on Sam's side about that. So Edward Thatch organizes a vote among the men and they vote Sam as their new Commodore of the pirate fleet. And they respectfully ask Hornigold to stand down. So he does. Wow. And Sam is replaced as their leader. Uh. So these rules that he put into place are now being used against him. Yeah, have just upseated him from yeah, he's power. Like, Wait a second. He's like, I you know what? I changed that. my mind. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tyrannical rule. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but Edward stays loyal to Hornigold and says, I'm going to stand with you and I'll still be part of your crew. And Hornigold then promises... Sh- um, that's a ship and to make him a captain for his loyalty um and at that point hornigold starts a relationship with Anne bonnie um i'm not sure how old she is at this point hopefully but, not 16 <laughs> yeah you know hopefully she's at least the legal age i'm not sure because he is much older but you know that was the time 
So Sam is quickly becoming one of the most notorious pirates. His name is everywhere and like everybody knows about him. And he really considered himself like a social revolutionary. Um, he treated everyone fairly, like I said. Um, and his crew grows like constantly with every ship that he overtakes. He adds like more and more ships and more and more crews that are like loyal to him. So it's really, uh, he's, you know, basically controlling the seas at this point. Um, and he's getting more and more rich and, you know, he's just a leader. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> so Hornigold eventually makes good on his promise and makes Thatch a captain. And he is also incredibly well liked amongst the people amongst the pirates um and his biggest claim to fame and remember this is the guy who's called blackbeard but what he did the ships he targeted were slave ships he decided he was going to rob and disrupt england's biggest trade which was slavery and free all the slaves and make them part of the crew make them pirates with him so that was also a surprising detail about blackbeard that's amazing once again with the morals i know so strange um the slave trade was worth billions of pounds a year and um so it was when thatch started doing this it really scared England because they were obviously afraid of their entire like economy, like dissolving. They were getting so much money from participating in the slave trade uh, that they really started building ships specifically to go hunting down Sam at this point or (laughs) Edward Thatch. Um, Yeah. So One of those ships that was built was called the Witta. It was a massive slave ship and it had 28 guns on it, which was a lot for the time, I guess. Um, It traveled at eight knots, which I have no idea what that means, but it was fast, apparently. (laughs) And it could hold 500 slaves, which is atrocious. So the Widow is being built and it is sailing out and part of that fleet destroys um, some a lot of Bellamy's ships, so Sam's, with slaves they had just freed on it. So unfortunately, um, Sam takes a hard hit from that because they're targeting him and Blackbeard for really freeing the slaves. Um, And another hard hit for him, which he never even knew this, but unfortunately, Mary and Sam's baby died and she is arrested for killing the baby, even though she she didn't do it. But, you know, she's an unwed mother. Obviously, she must have killed the baby. So unfortunately, he did not know any of this. He didn't even know she was pregnant in the first place. Oh my gosh. Communication is a little hard out in the ocean. 
Um, oh, that's so <laughs> sad. I know. I really Ugh, makes me sad. Um, so Bellamy decides in response to him losing some ships, he's going to hunt down the Witta, this big ship. And they chase this ship for three days, over 300 miles, until they're finally within shooting range of the ship. Um, imagine that, by the way. Like, a car chase, you know, that happens pretty quickly. It, I mean, it can go on for some hours, but, like, they literally had to chase the ship for three days before they even got within shooting range of it. Like, that's <laughs> crazy. That's- I know. I picture like I picture them going and seeing someone on the horizon and then heading towards them. It's like, but if they're going at the same speed, yeah. Like you're, you're depending, you're depending on the winds. I mean, you don't have a motor on there. Exactly. So it's like the size of the ship, the way it's built, and the way it's facing. I like I just don't know how you you can catch up to someone. Yeah. It's <laughs> at all. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, so Sam and his crew, uh, they manage to capture the Witta and they find tons of gold on board. Um, not just slaves. They find like money that they had been given for the slaves as well. And now the capture of the Witta really set Sam as like the master of the seas. He is king of the ocean you know the of the pirates because he just took massive ship ton of gold and freed 500 slaves yeah he saved a bunch of people yeah so the merchants in england actually begin to be too afraid to sail they they're like we're just gonna get robbed anyway these pirates are everywhere and the economy in the england really starts to dip because of this. So pirates actually had a huge impact on the economy in those days. See, and the frustrating thing was, yeah, okay, it's affecting England's economy. They're the ones that started it all. Yeah, exactly. Just living with their decisions. Yep. Um, so this scary guy named Woods Rogers is charged with hunting down pirates. And he was pretty tough and scary. He had been shot in the face by a pirate and he simply kept fighting and swallowed his jawbone, um, which is <gasps> disgusting. And he has, like, yeah, yeah. And he had this like crazy, like wicked scar on his face from that. Um, so he just looked like a scary dude. He was a scary dude. <laughs> And he's like, I'm going to take these pirates down. Um, And it really, England's pressure to get rid of the pirates um, kind of changed Benjamin Hornigold's opinion. Uh, He he finally has a change of heart and agrees to raid English vessels. Um, He said, no killing. We can't kill anybody, but we'll take their money. So they also (laughs) start taking money from slave trades. So... The English are really, they try to plead with these pirates. Like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting your time on these slaves? Like, you're doing all this for slaves. Like, duh, stop. 
And Sam gives one of the most famous pirate speeches that was ever recorded in pirate history, um, in which he preaches how the rich steal from the poor under the cover of law, but pirates plunder the rich by their courage. And he calls himself his own free prince and that every pirate was their own free man and everything. So I don't know the whole speech, but apparently it was pretty famous. Um, and Sam decides to return home finally as the richest pirate to ever sail the high seas, like forever to this day. He's the richest pirate. He's like, I'm finally going to see my Mary. I'm going to go home. Uh, but what he doesn't know, sadly, is that Mary had been publicly flogged for her crime of killing the baby. Uh, she was imprisoned and then she was driven out of town. So she's kind of like this pariah. And now he will have to go try and find her. He doesn't know she has left town or that any of that has happened. So. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. so sad. I know. Um, and then on April 26th, 1717, um, a terrible storm hits and Sam tries to steer his fleet toward the shore, but unfortunately the ships are destroyed. And the next morning, the beach was just littered with bodies from his crew and their treasures are like all over the place. Um, and Sam himself died in the storm. And oh, I know. I was for him. I know. You root for him this whole time. Like he, you know, I'm I'm so sorry that it ends this way, but that's how it ends. Um, of the 160 men aboard his ship, two survived to make it to the shore. And at 28 years old, Sam dies. He was only 28 years old. Um and Mary ends up kind of you know when she's cast out everybody hates her everyone ignores her she ends up losing her mind and she goes down in history as the witch of Eastham which I don't know have you ever heard of that there's a movie called the no. witch of Eastham she's like really? this massive urban legend in Massachusetts and she's very famous witch over there um yeah, there are like movies about her and everything. And I didn't know it was a true story. Like I'd heard of the Witch of Easton, but I didn't know she was a real person. And like, her story is so sad. I feel so bad. I mean, uh, how do you know? Okay, I know this is like really morbid to think about, but how do you know she didn't kill her baby? I don't know. I mean, I don't know that for sure, is but just vibe you that's get? just what people think. Like maybe she did. But so historians don't think that she killed her baby. What? Historians don't think that. They don't. I'm at least from what I was reading, they don't believe she did. But okay. So they think it was just like an assumption made because her baby died and she was a young single mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I wonder like what the like why people believe that. Yeah. I don't know. Very strange. Because being a young single mom, I mean, that's easy for your baby to, I mean, this is sad, but like to starve or something, you know? Yeah. But, no. 
I mean, you're already a pariah for having a baby out of wedlock. They just want to see you gone, basically. So, of course, well, I shouldn't say of course, but I don't know. They would make up a lie to get rid of you once for all, you know, maybe something like that. I see. But and then she and then so she loses her baby. She loses the love of her life. She's drove driven out of the place that she lives. Yeah, I'd become a witch, too. Same. Like, okay, watch me. Watch me become that. Okay. Um, so Edward Thatch, Blackbeard, he wants revenge for this. Even though Sam died in a storm, technically not by the English, he's so, they were very good friends and he's so distraught and he just blames it on, you know, the English, basically. And he starts to get kind of a little more ruthless than he was in the past. He starts getting a reputation. And this is when people really start to call him Blackbeard. Um, And he is now suffering from syphilis. Uh, Rip. Um, He had married about 14 different women all over the Caribbean. Okay, well, then that makes sense. That'll do it, you know? Yeah, that'll do it. Um, (laughs) So syphilis you know it eats at soft tissues you start losing pieces of your face um but he kept it secret he didn't want anyone to know that he had this weakness so as long as he could he kept it secret but the disease also starts changing your personality and it like kind of causes you to go a bit mad so yeah it affects literally it eats away your brain basically really messes you up and it really did change him a lot like he this is when he kind of uh the historians called him like the rock star of pirates because he started creating this image that was just like really scary he would attach sulfurous fuses to his beard um and in his hair and he would light the fuses so he would like run out and like there's fire on him in his beard like it's just this terrifying image of someone running at you like that and he just you know was this tough scary guy from now on and he was kind of losing his mind so he was even scarier you know someone with that much power and that much um lack of fear fe- fearlessness yeah. I guess is the word. yeah um that starts going insane is a very that's a very scary combination yeah (laughs) to say the least very dangerous for sure um so woods rogers who is hunting down the pirates he creates this plan to send pardons to the pirates to kind of to divide them get rid of their numbers he knew it would start fighting amongst them of those who wanted to take the pardons and those who didn't and it worked the pirates completely became divided. Their numbers shrunk over people taking. So they were, they were real pardons. So the, those who took it were actually pardoned. But um, of course, the hardcore ones refused it, like, uh, like Blackbeard. Um, Jennings wanted to take the pardon, of course, because he wanted to go back to his life in Jamaica. Um, and Hornigold also wants to take the pardon, 
but he wants to ensure the safety of the people of Nassau. Um, but Charles Vane is like, absolutely not. We are not taking the part in. Anyone who does is a traitor to pirates and what we've established here in Nassau. So um, he refuses the pardon. And Hornigold is pleading with the government for peace. Um, but Charles Vane is arrested. And the anti-pardon faction that was being led behind Charles really starts to rise at this point. And so peace is kind of looking impossible at the moment. Um, and Hornigold tells the English, if I can get everyone to agree to renounce villainy and turn Nassau into this honorable place, will you still pardon us? And the English did agree to that, um, but everyone had to stand down. And of course, there are a lot of people who will yeah. not stand yeah. down. Um, especially One note, sorry. It's really interesting that Hornigold is now, once again, the spokesperson for Nassau. Yeah. When he was, is no longer their leader. No, but Sam's dead. So. Oh, so is he back to being the leader then? He's not exactly, but he's, he's always like stayed there and like wanted to make sure it was being run properly. Cause it's like his baby. Yeah. So, um, so he kind of is, but I don't know if he was officially elected as a leader then at this time i'm not it's kind of unclear charles vane is eventually convinced to stand down to save his men but there are still those who disagree and while all of this is happening blackbeard is still at sea and is still continuing to free slaves and disrupt that slave trade um and he had started having mercury inserted into his penis because he thought it was a cure for his syphilis, which of course made him go more crazy. Uh, so he literally gave himself mercury poisoning. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, he's going nuts. He's yeah. big cuckoo. Can you imagine? Like... Eh. oh that's gotta be so painful like why would you think i know they thought mercury was like a medicine back then but like oh my god no whose idea was that by the way who was the first person to be like see this metal liquid i think it's gonna help me what he's enduring like so much just to oh my gosh that must have been so bizarre yeah Ah, into his peen. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God. Does the thing fall off? <laughs> <laughs> You'd think. Oh, God. Um, so, Vane stole a ship. Um, he ended up think- saying, you know, I really don't want to agree to this. Never mind. Dips out, takes the anti-pardon group with him, Um and left Nassau and he becomes a captain for the first time. And, you know, that's not a good idea for him. He's violent. He's cruel. He's this crazy captain. He tortures everybody. He was a true psychopath, truly. 
Um, and Blackbeard, Vane wants to team up with Blackbeard. Uh, but Blackbeard doesn't want anything to do with him. He's like, I still don't like you. And he's getting sicker. So he plans to go to North America and establish a new Nassau in North Carolina. Um, and that's kind of his retirement plan. He's like, I'm just gonna retire on a beach in North Carolina. That, that will be my life. So, um, in 1718, Woods Rogers prepares to set sail with the largest force ever to Nassau. Um, now that all of the pirates are divided and their numbers have gone down and Benjamin Hornigold goes into hiding because he doesn't have control over Nassau anymore and it's being hunted and he knows it's not a good idea to stay. So he goes into hiding, but Blackbeard is prosperous. He manages to strike a deal with the governor of North Carolina. Um, he said, okay, I'll take your pardon, but I'm also going to continue piracy. And so what happened was the British crown does not govern North Carolina at this time. It is run by investors. So they have no protection and no militia, anything like that, because they're not being protected by England. And Blackbeard says, hey, I'll be your defense. Me and my crew will be protectors and, you know, we'll do this for you, which means he gets to continue doing what he's doing and call it defense. So it was good for him. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good deal, I guess. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, this is kind of where I don't. We like Blackbeard, you know, he's a good character up until this moment. Um, and like the biggest double cross in pirate history, uh, Blackbeard sells the slaves that are on his ship to the governor to gain favor, um, to strike this deal. Um, what the heck, Blackbeard? I know. You just worked so hard to save all those men. I know. It's honestly like women. shocking. Ugh. What the I, heck, Blackbeard? What was your point? Yeah. What was the freaking point? It was, it's so strange. I don't know if it was like the syphilis or if like he would have done that anyway. And like, like back in the day, like I, oh who yeah. Knows? You I never forgot, know. He, I forgot he was going batty. Yeah. I, let's blame the Sif. Let's, let's blame that. Cause you know, he was doing good work back in the day, you know, yeah. before this. That sounds but, like a Sif thing. Yeah. As a nurse. Like- <laughs> as a nurse, that's typical syphilis. Yeah, she would know. She would know. <laughs> um but yeah, that's really uh that's really upsetting to hear. Meanwhile, um Anne Bonnie, who we haven't heard from in a while, she meets Jack Rackham and he gets money to pay off Anne's husband for her and which is they like you couldn't get divorced you know back in the day so he could pay money to take him or to take her from her husband which is wait I thought that she was with one of the other pirates she was 
she was with um hornigold but they're no longer together when she met jack so oh, okay. totally yeah she has a good um, it was love at first sight and the two of them become co-captains of their own pirate ship and she kind of becomes really famous as like she's one of the most famous female pirates um and she often wore like a top that like exposed her breasts because she was kind of all about like freedom i can do whatever the hell i want i can dress however the hell i want so and she, so yeah. she was free the nip before it yeah. was a thing yeah she was she was all that. out yeah like <laughs> if you google a picture of Anne bonnie you'll just see like a really low cut scoop that just shows your boobs um <laughs> so so she just went beyond cleavage yeah <laughs> like wow. whole boob she was <laughs> the nip yeah she was yeah like, where's the support I mean it's more than whatever it's very interesting <laughs> yeah I mean that's that's what she chose she said I gotta make a name for myself as the brawless pirate but yeah um anywho so Woods Rogers and Charles Vane end up getting in a confrontation and Vane sets his ship ablaze and Woods Rogers is forced to flee so the rest of their ships don't catch fire. And um, he lands back in Nassau, Rogers does, and declares it a colony under the crown. And this is when Hornigold reappears. And he's like, oh, uh, let me offer my services for the English crown. And he is now tasked with hunting down Charles Vane. Um, and then he'll be back in the crown's good graces. So Charles Vane, um, knowing he is being hunted down, finds Blackbeard in North Carolina and once again um, offers to join together. And Blackbeard refuses him again. He said, no way i'm not leaving my little island that i just set up and vane is now hunting a ship that he believes is a merchant ship but it turns out to be a french warship and uh <laughs> big mistake and his ship is fired on by cannons and he panics and says like abandon ship turn around turn around but his crew is like no we're gonna fight and we're gonna take him so his second in command, Jack Rackham, which is Anne Bonnie's new lover, is put in charge under a vote because everyone found that really cowardly that he wanted to turn around and abandon ship um, or abandon the fight. So um, Captain Jack returns to <laughs> by Anne. Um, but her husband changes his mind and he says, I want my wife whipped publicly for this, even though he had agreed, like, yeah, you can buy her from me. But now he's like, you know what? No. And that was perfectly legal. She could be uh, publicly uh, punished for being a harlot, you know, of course. But she escaped and... Um, she and Jack just lived 
their life happily out at sea after that. Um, and she never saw her husband again. Um, good for her. Yes. <laughs> um, so this man named Maynard is the one who found Blackbeard in Ocracoke, uh, North I almost said North Ireland, uh, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but his ship ran into an inlet and was trapped. Um, cause like it was too shallow, you know, he had basically beached himself and seeing that this ship could not flee, Blackbeard decides to fight back and throws grenades into the ship and assumes everyone on board is dead and he boards the ship and sees a bunch of bodies thinks he's pretty safe but this Maynard guy Captain Maynard um was hiding and surprises Blackbeard and shoots him and then decapitates him oh <gasps> yeah so uh Maynard ties Blackbeard's head to the bow sprit at the front of the ship and basically is a message to all pirates like, ye be warned, this is what's going to happen to you. If it could happen to Blackbeard, it'll happen to you. Wow. Um, yeah. So, and Blackbeard's death really is the symbolic end of the golden age of piracy. But basically, it all went downhill from there. Because your two most famous captains, Sam and Blackbeard, are dead now. Wow. So Charles Vane is captured eventually. And on the day of his execution, the streets are filled with people just waiting to see this very famous sadistic pirate that they've all heard of. Mm -hmm. um, so his death, his execution was a very famous public affair as you know i am not for the public executions and i've always said like i don't know how people can gather around and see that yeah but when it comes to him i'm not saying i'd want to see him like executed like i, I don't wouldn't want to see him die but like i understand like the craze of like everyone wanting to go and see this guy like he sounds like a fictional character yeah. And he, like you said, he's, he's sadistic. I mean, when even pirates are turning against you and like when Blackbeard with his syphilis riddled mercury poison brain yeah. even still will not work with you, that just tells you how crazy and sadistic you must really be. So yeah, I would want to see him. I'd probably yeah. look away from the execution itself, but I would definitely probably be one of those people in the crowd <laughs> yeah i mean i agree and, and if you were born in that time i'm sure you would be like eh, this is a fun little thing we're gonna do today. oh yeah i mean everyone did it i'm sure it was totally normalized yeah so crazy yeah totally um <clears throat> so paul's grave williams who was the one who first hired sam to be a pirate he lives through all of this and he goes to find adventure in Africa. Um, so he continued having a pretty fun life. 
Henry Jennings retired as a wealthy plantation owner. It's always the nasty ones who end up living, right? Right. Sad. Um, Benjamin Hornigold takes up privateering again, but he kind of vanishes from history. We're not really sure what happened to him, where he died, when he died. Some people, some historians think he was lost at sea because, you know, that happened often, but no one really knows for sure what happened Uh, because records of him just disappear after he takes up working for the English again as a privateer. So Mm -hmm. hopefully it wasn't too tragic, you know, Um, Anne, Bonnie and Jack are both captured and sentenced to death. No, but, but Anne's life is spared when they find out she's pregnant. So they're like, we can't kill a pregnant woman. Um, and she lives and she settles down in North Carolina and she lives to see the forming of the United States of America, a nation free from the British crown, like she always wanted. Um, with her kid so she lived i'm pretty sure jack was executed but <laughs> she lived so <laughs> i don't know why i'm not i laughed because of the way you said it. you're like well at least she lived <laughs> like yeah but her husband had to be executed she probably had to watch it uh yeah <laughs> like the yeah okay the kid grew up without his father like <laughs> just the way oh. you well, yeah, he was probably executed, but she had to live a good life. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, at least she lived. I didn't mean yeah. it. Like, she had such a great life. <laughs> wow, that is so. Yeah. You know, the, it, once again, with the morals, the, it's crazy where people decide to draw the line. Yeah. Like, okay, we'll kill this woman, but we won't kill her now that she's pregnant. So we'll just let her go. We'll right. Just go live a life. We won't imprison her or anything. Yeah. We won't take the child and then kill her. No, it's fine. <laughs> like, we, like, I don't understand. We draw the line at mothers and pregnant women, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, know. oh my gosh, you can give birth to a human. You can create a human in your body. All right. You know what? All charges dropped. <laughs> go live a good life. Like, see ya. See ya never. I don't know. It's it's very strange. Um, yeah. Obviously, there are a lot of other famous pirates, um, but those were just the handful that I found and was excited to talk about. Um, yeah. It's just so crazy that like there are a few main pirates that really led it all and they were the uprising and the downfall of it all well yeah they were both they both started it and ended it which is crazy right and like what a legacy right and you know I I, I'm sad that Sam died in such a non-heroic way or just I know like Blackbeard had a pretty intense ending. Yeah. But Sam yeah, just dying in a storm is kind of uh it, it would it would frustrate me. It'd be like you today in the car. 
Like him dying in the Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, this is how I'm going. <laughs> For context, I almost died today. Um, sitting in my car, eating a piece of pizza on my break. I literally was choking on it and I thought I was gonna die. Um, but I didn't. So and we're what here. crossed her mind was really this is gonna be so embarrassing. This is how I die. Someone's gonna find me dead choking on pizza. DiGiorno pizza. <laughs> not DiGiorno. It's not delivery, it's death. <laughs> yeah yeah no that's um (laughs) I'm not laughing at the fact that you almost died because that's scary I'm laughing at the fact that you no I don't know the fact that I almost died (laughs) wait have you ever seen the movie Coco yes Disney movie well everyone makes fun of um Hector for choking on the chorizo I literally, I was like, that's going to be my afterlife. All these other ghosts are going <laughs> to laugh at me for choking on pizza. <laughs> well, in, in the show, The Good Life, right? Is that what it's called? I think so. I don't know. Um, it's on Netflix, I think. It's got, um, who's the girl that plays on? Uh... Oh, Kristen Bell. The Good Place. Yeah. The Good Place, yes. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, so uh, the good place. So she um, says, or like in the very first episode, she's like, "Wait, so how did I die? Why don't I remember that?" And they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. "Oh," and they say like the whole story of how she died. They're like, "Yeah, we we erase your memory for stupid deaths just to avoid embarrassment." Yeah, wasn't she like run over by a shopping cart or something? She, she was hit yeah. by a runaway shopping like cart. <laughs> like a, a bunch of them and then thrown into oncoming traffic where she was <laughs> hit by an erectile dysfunction pill truck <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was it i just saw this episode so that's why i'm saying that. Oh. anyway this is way off topic anyway yeah, anyway I just for sam's sake i feel bad i wish that he had a little bit more of a an intense death yeah or, or I wish he had made it. He was literally on his way home back to back to Mary when he died. Isn't that always how it goes? But you know, terrible. It's almost better that he didn't make it to Mary because he didn't know everything that ended up happening with her. Yeah, right. Like, what would have been the state he found her in? You know. Yeah. Um, I know. Um, so obviously a lot of people know Blackbeard and stuff, whatever. Um, there's a show, I've never seen it. It's called Black Sales. Um, and I know Sam Bellamy and Charles Vane are two characters in that show. So if you're interested in seeing, uh, I don't know how much of that show is fictional. I know it is scripted, but if you're interested in seeing them on TV in some way, um, I know there are two characters on that show. So. that's cool isn't wasn't there a documentary that came out that was like called the real parts of the caribbean or something like that uh i don't know i pulled all of this information from a netflix documentary on pirates that's called oh, okay. the lost pirate kingdom uh mm-hmm. so that's where i got it but the lost pirate kingdom very yeah. interesting i yeah. it's just so like you know we grew up watching parts of the caribbean 
and you don't really realize how real a lot of that stuff is and like the places they go are real places yeah basically in my mind it's all a fictional world exactly me too but basically because you know I watched it last night after this research all like everything of the politics with the English and all of the locations like all of that is real like the only fictional part are like the characters and like the dead ghost plot you know but everything else like the governors hunting them like the letters of mark and everything like all of that was like totally totally real for the time period and i'm sure yeah and even like the stories of the uh the lover lost at sea and all Mm -hmm. that those still that still happens and then yeah you know that um in the later movies what's her name is it calypso is that someone's name yeah 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 she um it was she kind of became who she was after davy jones like they were together mm-hmm. right am i yeah being the- yeah and then she ended up being like this this witch so maybe yeah. that's kind of similar to how that went was was with the story with sam and mary yeah how she became a witch after uh she lost the love of her life to the sea right crazy and then what was another thing that i found um oh and like i don't think it's actually in the movies but in like a deleted scene of parts of the caribbean it talks about how um jack sparrow was made a pirate because he he was one of those privateers um working for the english but then he decided instead of bringing all the slaves on his ship to the English, he decided to free all of them. And that's when they marked him as a pirate. And like, I remember it's not in the movies. It's in like some deleted scene or something that I saw that. And I'm like, that's like real life of what happened. And I wish they kept that in the movie itself. I wish they did too. I wish they did like that in the character discovery where you know it kind of describes who he is and that he's actually not a bad guy because yeah. we do learn that but that would really be cool if we would have seen that yeah oh well no more jack sparrow in the pirates of the caribbeans boohoo you know sad yeah but at least he won we'll have to cover that now i'm talking about johnny Depp. we'll have to cover that at oh, some yeah. point <laughs> oh what a what a crazy six weeks that was for the world too watching too long but that's one of the, that's one of those things that's gonna go down where it's like we're gonna be talking about it our kids are gonna be like what like what do you yeah and everyone in our generation will know about it but no one else will know or care know. about it it's like, like one of the OJ. biggest celebrity feuds of our time you know yeah wow anywho on that note i'm casey i'm emily and you just heard a sprinkle of sugar a dash of murder yo ho yo ho